Welcome back to Swing Round Podcast presented Happy by New Year. Round it's, it's, by Round uh, Boxing. Yep. It's uh, December 31st. Oh, it's it's fine that it's not. Happy December 31st. <laughs> Here we are in the first week of 2022, yep. which would make the awards for 2021, not 2020. Um, yeah. So, yeah. First week That's of 2022. Sweet. Welcome to the Welcome. first inaugural 2021 Swing Round Award Show Spectacular. A little long-winded. Quality. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I also almost fell back on my chair. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, that was pretty badass. I saw that. It looked like you were that was like, bad. lowering. Yeah. And then, uh, it goes back really far. Yeah. It's kind of here. I'm still going. There it is. It's, this it is was gradual, and, and then it looked abrupt. Yeah, I'm going to uh, mm. do that. <laughs> nice. I'm going to eat chips this whole time. Cool. Yeah. If you, if you don't mind here. muting while you chew, that might be a benefit to the listeners yeah you're probably right <laughs> so christian we're gonna start off with uh upset of the year do you want to hear our candidates i want to hear them drum roll like oh, it sounds like electricity <laughs> discharging across i don't know metal components <laughs> you just gotta use your imagination yeah all right, first candidate, Mauricio Lara versus Josh Warrington. That was an excellent fight. Uh, I was covering that fight, not live in person, but I remember I had a an article written for how Josh Warrington had this kind of celebrated return to the ring against an outclassed opponent who he beat. Um, and what happened was Mauricio Lara beat the shit out of Josh Warrington so uh, to, to me, that was one of the biggest upsets of the year. Um, next, we have the Sandor Martin fight versus Marky, Mikey Garcia. Uh, you and I were talking about, like, what the fuck are you doing, Mikey? Uh, Ooh, Mikey Garcia. Everybody boo him. Boo him. Is that boo? Yeah. <laughs> God, Mikey Garcia. Yeah. God, dude. So not only did he take that fight, which we were like, why – are you fighting this guy from Spain that we've never heard of, but he lost and he like was kind of fat and it, and he looked like shit. Um, and then of yeah, course, and he wasn't even graceful on the beat. Yeah, that was, that was the other thing. It, so spoiler alert, this doesn't win our upset of the year, but it just was like the most disappointing performance, uh, like coming from a guy who we really expect a ton of and like used to be on pound for pound lists and he's just kind of fallen from grace a little bit, not only in that loss, but like, like you said, Christian, he just, he handled it so poorly and you're eating chips so quietly. I'm very impressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty impressive, dude. Can you hear it? No, not at all. That's what I like to hear, dude. <laughs> for everyone who doesn't see this, I'm eating chips this whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty badass. Um, and finally, we've got the final candidate and our winner, George Cambosos versus Teofimo Lopez. Yep. That was pretty easy to me. Uh, I mean, yeah. 
Maybe it wasn't like the biggest upset. It, it was the biggest upset because of the quality of Tiffany Lopez and his career trajectory and the point of his yep. career. Um, George Kimbosis is probably the best of those three opponents that we named yeah, yeah. going into it. We knew he was he was good. It was just the quality of Tefimo Lopez that makes the stature of this upset. And the way that he beat him, um, the manner that he beat him, it, it, it plays yeah. a huge role. Yeah, and at least like at, or at the time perceived quality of Teofimo. I'm sure maybe it's fallen in a lot of people's eyes. But I still think he would win a rematch. I really do. Totally possible. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's still... Yep. And you know what? He, he sets out to be undisputed at 140, and I definitely... I wouldn't bet against it. I think he's... He won't care his dad, though, which is pretty sad to see. That's a bummer. Everybody out there, if your dad's in your corner and you lose a fight, can him. Yeah. <laughs> Get him out of there. <laughs> Get him the fuck out of there. Or, or bring someone else into the mix as well. I just um, say, everyone out who who's at a world champion level. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go so far as saying if you lose, but if you lose in that way and your corner's advice is just to go fucking beat him... Uh, then yes, you can him. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that leads us into our next topic, our next uh, award to give out because we give out awards. That's what we do here on swing around podcast. Um, Performance. Yeah. 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 Performance of the year, Christian. Uh, We have a pretty exhaustive list here because when we were going through this, we were thinking about, uh, a lot of different fights, and as we continued to think about them, more and more fights came to mind. Um, so, Christian, if you want to go ahead and read off uh, yeah. our... Yeah, we added so many. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got a lot of them. So, it, it, we'll, we'll go one for one. You read the first All one, right, okay, I'll yeah. read the second one. Okay, so... Um, wait, I can't remember what... Oh, I remember what, what we chose. <laughs> Yeah, Wait. so just just read. We're just reading right okay, now yeah, no, I got the now. candidates, uh, yeah, and then no, yeah. I got it. Yeah, yeah. So first up, Crawford versus Porter. We had uh, put up that up there because that was like Crawford proving that he was an S tier fighter. Porter's an A tier, and to a lot of people, there's a lot of question marks for Crawford if he was an S tier. Questioning the people, you know, his um, the class of fighters that he's fought, and um, yeah, and. Uh, a uh, very cool moment in that fight where he was like, oh, some things say I'm down. Oh, okay. And then he just yeah. went out and finished them. And the reason why we don't, if if he would have just washed Porter, then, you know, or, or just yeah. had like a spectacular unanimous decision, I think we can agree that that would be a lot closer to being the selection. But to a lot of people, maybe Crawford was losing, and that's the only reason why we can't right. really give him that. And maybe if Crawford was even a little more handedly up and then finished Porter yeah. in the way he did, it would have been our pick. And no, that, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, this this was our pick until uh, we remembered a different performance, which we mm-hmm. conveniently forgot about. But we we ended up thinking about it, and that became our pick. So Crawford versus Porter, it came in second place. But I guess we, yeah, and I guess we should mention that when we read these up, it's in no particular order. Yeah. Until the winner. Yeah, no, we'll we'll so the, make a distinction of the winner. Because there'll be a, a drum roll and applause. Yeah. I forgot the applause. Yeah. Okay. And I'll start eating my chips louder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's our, part our, of it. 
we also we included Kimbosa's performance versus Lopez. Um, just kind of as we mentioned, the quality of Lopez and the just the impressiveness of Kimbosa's getting that victory. Um, it's not going to win because, like Christian had mentioned off air, Kimbosa's was still rocked, hurt in that fight. I mean, you could make the the, the the you could make the point that that actually makes the performance more impressive, getting off the canvas and fighting back and defeating Lopez. But in terms of our yeah. criteria, like we're exceptional like, performance. Yeah, we're going like how close to perfection. That's that's like that's like a different way to measure performance. Yeah. Our performance category is closest to perfection. Right. Right. And with with the type of with closest to perfection considering the quality of the opponent. Yeah. Let me preface yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll do the next one too, real quick, just because uh, Oscar Valdez versus Miguel Burchelt earlier in 2021. Um, a lot of people picked Burchelt to win it, uh, and Valdez just boxed beautifully, perfect performance, essentially, uh, winning on every scorecard, multiple knockdowns, culminating in a devastating knockout, which will be considered for knockout of the year on any boxing list. Um, the reason. I couldn't personally, and Christian didn't want to uh, put him as the performance of the year is just the the question surrounding Valdez following that fight um, and going into his his next fight uh, with the steroids and stuff. So obviously, it just it makes it a little difficult. Personally, that's my performance of the year. If if all other things aren't considered, but you got to consider all the all the aspects of that. Badass. Up next is uh, Usyk versus Joshua. Um, I think this one's definitely considered because there are still just so many people against Usyk. And I also thought that he would most likely lose, but I didn't think it was egregious if he won. Um, This is a dude who cleaned out a division just under heavyweight. And when he blew up to heavyweight, he looked fucking good and it fit his frame really well. And I would have never even have said I've never thought that Joshua was a better boxer than Usyk. I just thought that the size difference, you know, and everything, the power right. difference clearly made that not clear. Nine rounds, the three yeah. um, against the, you know, the, the guy with all the belts, but one essentially. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a hell of a fucking performance. That's right. Um, kind of on the same, like wavelength is that uh, Yodanis Ugas versus Manny Pacquiao fight in that, People didn't necessarily believe that Ugas had no chance against Pacquiao, but it's just like this mystique, this legend of Manny Pacquiao um, that made Ugas's performance and victory over him so impressive. And uh, yeah, it's it's got to be considered. It's not the winner, but you, you have to consider it in just that Pacquiao's a legend. Ugas fought brilliantly, fought the perfect fight. Um, it was maybe a closer fight than some of these others on the list, um, aside from Campos Lopez, uh, but fuck yeah, did you hear that? that what no? Oh, there was like a crotch rocket in the background. It's fucking oh. sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it didn't it didn't win, but it, you gotta you gotta give Ugas some credit there. Well, and also just like a quick note on that. Yeah. Um, even when recently Pacquiao has lost, it's been bullshit decisions. Yeah. Or like, or like, so that was like the first fight. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is Pacquiao has always given someone a really fucking hard fight, no matter what. 
And Ugas was in pretty good goddamn control, and we actually haven't really ever seen that before. Besides Floyd Mayweather, you're you're totally right. Besides Floyd Mayweather, um, that's yeah. So that's to me why like gives it an extra amount of um, impressiveness because. I mean, just even at how how old he was and how out of prime, quote unquote, still beating champions and champion contenders. And so for Ugas to do that, yeah, that's definitely uh, impressive. Yeah, Um, that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, Up next, um, if we got Loma versus Comey, and if Comey were a bit more in his prime and a little higher up in the division, this would have been, to me, um, the performance of the year because Loma. Didn't even come close to losing a round. These punch statistics were out of this fucking world for how much of a whitewash it was. And yeah, yeah it just like you, the only thing is, is if he would have fucking finished him when he could have, I yeah. think it would have bounced up to kind of pissed around a little bit, pissed me off a little bit. Um, but yeah, just like this one is the most perfect of these but but loma's just like uh, too many steps ahead of comey for like you said for it to be the performance of the year yeah or, or so we think that's our perception of it um yeah i think i think like you said if he gets that finish then we're having a legitimate conversation and worst st- you and i are still debating whether that should win it or our winner should win it yeah um next this one's these these three, including the Loma versus Kome, uh, to me are the the three that you have a real conversation about um, in terms of uh, who who's the performance of the year. Josh Taylor versus Jose Ramirez to become undisputed. Um, I had Josh or Jose Ramirez. I thought he was going to win that fight. Um, I I'm always really skeptical of UK fighters until they've fought a American fighter on U.S. soil. Taylor was a little different because he had beaten Regis Progre, but, and I know Regis Progre is an exceptional fighter, but a lot of people thought Progre won that fight in the UK, but obviously he didn't get it. Um, it was a close fight. could have gone either way. So leaning in this fight wasn't, wasn't so sold on Josh Taylor. He demolished Jose Ramirez. He mm-hmm. finished him body shots. He did, he did everything. Up. Yeah. So really impressive performance. And that leaves us our winner christian at the end of this drum roll would you like to announce it mm-hmm. about to. Trigger stevenson versus jamel herring come on up. <laughs> yeah. so this is like basically kind of the same I, I like actually kind of parallelist to why crawford porter was so high up but like crawford was proving if he was an s-tier fighter which like uh, many of us, uh, so for some reason, there's so many, da- there were so many doubters about it and there probably right. still will be, but this was like, is Shakur Stevenson, a lot of people thinking he's maybe like a B plus or like a B fighter. And then this dude just skyrocketed to definitely mm-hmm. like a plus S tier with domination of a wily experienced, excellent boxing veteran in Jamel mm-hmm. Herring and just shit on him. Yeah. And world champion <laughs> and finished and him. Champion. Yeah, yeah. And, and finished him. That's the thing. And so was like he, untouched, unmarked. It was never close. Yeah, it was. Close. Yeah, he dominated so, from start to finish, and he decided when the finish was. Like and took a belt from him. Didn't retain a belt. Took a belt. Everything. Yeah. Beat the champ. Yeah, like. Yeah, that's big that's stuff. The that's the one. That's the one, everyone. That's the one. You disagree? You're wrong. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Next, 
on the list of our awards is a big one. Female Fighter of the Year. Uh, a lot of dialogue went into this one. There's four fairly deserving candidates, all of which have a legitimate claim to win this award. I haven't really looked um, across the landscape to see who has won it. Um, that would have been interesting, but I didn't. I didn't look at all, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll just I'll read out the candidates really quickly. Um, Michaela Mayer, she went 2-0 this year, 2-0 in title fights, two unanimous decisions, and had one of the best fights of the year, um, best female fight of the year uh, in her last her last bout, a unification bout. Really impressive performance. Um, we got Sinisa Estrada. She went 3-0 in three title fights. Uh, she won world championships in two divisions and uh, had that knockout most recently, which was really impressive. Katie Taylor, 3-0, retained all her titles. Didn't really do a whole lot to kind of build on her legacy, which a lot of people are hoping for. We're hoping to see that in 2022 with this next fighter. Amanda Serrano, she went 3-0, two title fights and one knockout. And obviously she has fought in huge, uh, two huge stages as the co-main event of Jake Paul um, events. So with all that being said, is giving a legitimate uh, boxer a really big platform. Yeah. But I think they only did like 65,000 in pay-per-view buys. Yeah. They did not do well, apparently. Which is disappointing (laughs) for her. (laughs) Yeah. That does suck for her. At least she got the exposure in the first fight though. Yeah, Um, that's true. So, with all that being said, drum roll. Our swing round female fighter of the year is Sinisa Estrada. <laughs> yeah, so, this one just came down to like credentials because, like, yeah. all four of these, uh, it's hard to have a conversation of who is the best boxer, but like, like you like noted, three title fights to become a champion in two divisions with one KO. It just was like, we were like, we were like weighing very measurable things for this yeah. one. I, it's I, it's, a, it's, all it's tough, a different, but like, that's right. It's a different conversation. If it's pound for pound, um, maybe you can make an argument for any of these women to be the top fighter. Um, maybe besides Christian Shields, but she hasn't fought this year. Anyway, yeah. Estrada, like we said, yeah, she won three times. Um, the biggest thing for me w- was that two different weight classes. She won titles in two weight classes. Um, and then I think she just kind of cemented it with that really impressive knockout against an A-list, a top-tier opponent um, in her last fight. So to me, that's that's why she wins it. Yep. Next, we got a big one, Christian. Yes, you wanna, we do. You want to you wanna tell the people what it is? Yeah, we got knockout of the year, oh, you little shit. fucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We got a. Yeah. Wait. What was that noise doing again? Ooh. Nice. Uh. Uh. First mention is uh Ben versus Algeri Connor Ben um versus Chris Algeri. Uh, just fuck. What a fucking powerful dude who like his toughest opponent so far. Um, and just blasted his head into the moon through his guard too, which was pretty yeah. fucking sweet. It was just sweet. It was he's just like the way he throws. He puts everything mm-hmm. fucking into it, and it's dope. 
It started. In, um, it literally started in his toes. Like that punch started in yeah. his toes. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't have a lot to say about it. Is like if you yeah. haven't seen it, go see it. For watch all it. of these, for all of these, go just go them. watch yeah. a video of it. We can't really do them justice by talking about them. But yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Next, we got Valdez versus Perchel. Christian, you kind of talked about it. Just like the perfect yeah. slip counter knockout. It's like flat it's on his like, face what you dream of doing if you're in the shower thinking about that fight that yeah. how you would have fought and knocked out that dude in the bar when you right. were, you know, post, post <laughs> after the fact, you know, what you really would have done. Clarity. You would have slipped, slipped, yeah. <laughs> big counter overhead check left yeah. and, and then just knock him sloppy, silly straight onto the floor face down. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It was just badass. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, Callum Smith in his first fight at light heavyweight. Um, boy, oh boy, did he fuck that dude up to the point where DAZN didn't even show the replay because they were concerned with the health of his opponent, which his name is eluding me right now. But, um, yeah, he looked like he was uh, hurt, like, significantly. And that knockout was very impressive. Uh, yeah. Are you, are you looking up its name? Yes. Next up, Sam Andre Durrell. This was the fucking nasty ass uppercut, right? Yeah. The disgusting uppercut. <laughs> On the co-main of the Canelo uh, yeah. uh, plant. It's just card. a big whipper. This is a big yeah. old fucking whipper. Once again, if you haven't seen it, go see it. I don't really know what else. Like, it's just yeah, a big fucking whipping uppercut. On the ground, uppercut. and he's hitting his... Yes, and he's silly, goofy in his eyes, trying to lift up. He's going, yeah, you fucked me up. Like, I don't think he was, like, trying to mock him. I think he was like, yeah, that fucked me up. Let's go, you know? like No, I think he just looked goofy because, like, he was totally out of it. Yeah, I think he was trying to hype himself up to get back up and face the fucking music, but... Right. Uh, Next, we got Ryan Garcia um, against Luke Campbell. Body shot knockout. Uh, Nonetheless, super impressive. Um... Body shot knockouts aren't usually going to win on any of these lists, but uh, yeah, this was back in January, and uh, that was a just gnarly, gnarly liver shot that crippled uh, Luke Campbell. So it's got to be on the list for me. Yeah, it's pretty much picture perfect. Yeah. Which I, I like a picture perfect body shot finish. Me too. They're like very satisfying. Um, last but not least, we have Tyson Fury's knockout of Deontay Wilder in their trilogy fight. This is just another one. Just a, you got two heavyweights, fucking yeah. huge ass men, just big fucking right hand, sweat exploding everywhere. Theories are tight for Wilder's head ragdolling around yeah. as he goes limp to the floor, arms out against the yeah. fucking ropes and shit. Like I, I don't know. For for a lot of these, when you see the sweat explode off the head, that's what does it for me. That shit's yeah. dope. Like even even if we look at twenty twenty. Like uh, Javante Davis's slip uppercut, boom, explosion. Like that, that's the winner for that year. But yeah, definitely. Any knockouts where that sweat is exploding from their hair is uh, definitely up there. Yeah. Um, All right. So the winner winner of knockout of the year is Oscar Valdez versus Miguel Berchelt. Christian, uh, you're kind of describing the reasons. Or why someone should win this award and go ahead yeah it's just it was just you got a dude coming yeah. forward throwing punches he was sloppy and tired valdez is like expertly slipping all the while knowing that he's going to uncork this huge counter check left hook 
does it picture perfect sweat explodes dude goes slump like you don't actually you don't, you get a lot of limp falls back but you don't get a lot where they just go face first onto the ground and yeah. he, he he like he inchwormed it too yeah he like went down to his knees and then like went to his head and then like like lengthened out it was just fucking yeah. awesome yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. God, that was like uh, at the very beginning of the year, wasn't it? That yeah, shit was like it was January, wasn't January it? January, February. I think it was February. Yeah. yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it brought me a lot of joy. Yeah, lots of joy, and lots we just, joy. we don't care to think about the whole steroid issue with that knockout because it was just so. Nah, good. That's just knockout of the year. It, a knockout's a yeah. knockout. It doesn't matter if you're on steroids. A performance can be affected by steroids. Yeah. Knockout's a knockout. Knockout's a knockout. Um. Our next category is a unique one in that we are awarding the personality of the year in boxing. So um, instead of kind of discussing what this entails, uh, we're just going to go ahead and name the three fighters that we have uh, as candidates. Um, The first of the three, we're going to start with this one, is Tyson Fury. Um, Christian, you kind of said it. He's he's like the personality of the fucking decade. Yeah, he's always going to be – like, if I had to do personality of the century, I'd give it to him. But he's always going to be in the running. But, like, this year, someone stands out a little more just because of how they've, they've, they've popped up a little bit. Yeah. You know, they've spoken out, per se. <laughs> That's right. Um, so our next candidate, uh, similar to our winner, is, is kind of, like, peered his head out into the public consciousness a little more. Uh, George Cambosos, um, not only did he win – uh, his fight against Teofimo Lopez, but man, he went on an excellent media tour. Uh, was talking on DAZN, uh, was at the tank fight, was on Joe Rogan, um, had a great interview there. Um, George Cambosis has endeared himself to fans all over the world. I'm, I'm like a George Cambosis fan now, um, just based on his personality. Uh, so yeah, big, big, big year for George Cambosis. And our last, uh, our last candidate, um, and you know what? We're just gonna go ahead and announce him and as a winner. winner right now. Winner, winner of personality of the year goes to none other than Sao Canelo Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is just like I, I kind of think of it this way: if George Cambosos was always a champion at the level he's at now, I think he would have always been the way that he is. Yeah. Um, Canelo Alvarez has been a cream of the crop for a while now, and just this year, just started speaking English and just popping off and saying the most quotable shit, and just being like way more, like, in a great way, like disrespectful, yeah, and um, using English and funny, and yeah, he's just like, it's just something we haven't seen from him before because he hasn't been as relatable because he's always only spoken Spanish, which isn't yeah. like a fault to him. We don't. It's our fault oh. for not fucking speaking Spanish, but now he just right. started speaking English, so it's just like, yeah, yeah. that's I right. can derive yeah. more from it. Yeah, he just and it, it was kind of like widely reported that he spoke more English than he was letting on, but yeah, this year just with the the press conference uh, with Boo Boo Andre, uh, you fight with nobody, payday, payday, you want payday, just the, all mm-hmm. of it was just so excellent, and uh, yeah, Canelo Alvarez. Uh, for me, uh, easy, easy. And he backed it all up the whole year. So. That's that's important too. That's huge. With that, we will lead in to. Oh shit! We didn't give him an applause. All right, yay! yay. I need my chips or a tracker. Um. Next, big, big, big one. 
Big one. Big one. Big you one. Got the male fighter of the year. Um, the reason it's not as huge as it would be is because it's just a it's just so clear. Easy. It's just so just easy. Let's just do this one quick. <laughs> no, the, no discussion necessary. Um, we're we're gonna include our other two candidates. Uh, just Usyk. Uh, he um became a unified heavyweight champion from cruiserweight, and Josh Taylor became an undisputed champion. But obviously, the winner of male fighter of the year is Canelo Alvarez. Yep. I mean, like. <laughs> We've talked about it already so many times in every goddamn podcast that we've ever done. If you don't get it by now, you'll never get it. He's the best pound for pound fighter in the world. Yep. He's the best fighter of the year. He's the best champion. He's going to keep fucking winning. And he's, until he doesn't, I'll keep a, saying he will. <laughs> yeah. And he's like on a path of becoming an all, like he's already an all time great. He's on the path of becoming the greatest Mexican fighter of all time if not the greatest fighter of all time. Like this guy continues to one up himself and challenge himself. Went three, zero this year, undisputed uh, in super middleweight. Hasn't been done before. Um, first undisputed Latin American fighter, uh, three finishes against two A-list opponents and one mandatory that he just did what he did. Canelo yeah. Alvarez is the fighter of the year. It, I, I'm, I think he'll be fighter of the year next year, honestly, if he has any interest of winning it. This is a guy who is still at the level that he's at, is risking a lot, moving up, trying to further his legacy with purpose and intent, and is not fighting to not lose. He is fighting to win and finish people. Yeah. And he is. And that's like the biggest mark that you can do for some other fighters. You can say that Floyd a lot of times fought not to lose. Doesn't mean that he's not still right now, in my opinion, the greatest boxer ever skill-wise. Mm-hmm. Um but Floyd or Canelo is doing something I like more and that he is fighting to win and finish these finish, people the whole yeah. time. And he's succeeding in doing so. So yeah, yes. easy, easy blow away winner, Canelo Alvarez. That leads us into a very um, different type of category. Uh, yeah. Worst fight well, of the year. This one's easy too. <laughs> this one's easy as well, which is, it, it makes for, it, it's good that they're right next to each other. The worst fighter, worst, not worst fighter, worst fight of the year. Um, Christian, I'll let you go ahead and have this one. You can, you can talk about our two yeah. candidates so and our, the winner because our runner up is uh, Valdez versus uh, I can't remember since he's Brazilian. Is it Hobson I think it's or Robson? Hobson can say, I think it's Hobson. Okay. Yeah. Or and that's what I thought because I know the R's or H's. And, yeah. So against Hobson, um, this one, this might be the most frustrated and angry I've ever been during a fight this year because Hobson was just shitting on Valdez, but then proceeded to just be the sorest current in the moment winner, quote unquote, yeah. that we've ever fucking seen. And instead of just keeping keeping on boxing and what would have been a really fucking awesome fight and upset, like mm-hmm. he just clowned around. And then we got one of the worst robberies of the year yeah. that, that was like, he didn't help himself out because he clowned around, but the dude won the he fight won. and it wasn't even fucking close. Yeah. Like, it's just it was fights you had just a bad taste in your mouth all around. It just sucked. Yeah. It sucked. It sucked. Um, the winner <laughs> <laughs> is Regandel versus Casimero. Good job. Good job, guys. Um, nothing happened. <laughs> See, like, because the reason why Valdez Hobson doesn't get it is because there was some dope fucking moments yeah. like Hobson was dicing him up at times and it was kind of cool when he was taunting and shit and there was some good action 
Um, and just nothing happened in, yeah. in Rigo and Casemiro. Like, nothing it's happened. Completely uneventful. It was totally awful. forgettable. It was yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah. It was a bad fight. So, yeah. Congrats. <laughs> Worst fight of the year. Winning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, to quote a tweet I read today when I was <laughs> deciding which one, it was by some guy who just can't both fighters lose. Yeah. I think that's I a sentiment that. that was, yeah, shared by most viewers. Fight of the year, another pretty, pretty easy. There was a lot of good candidates, but it was an easy winner. Um, yeah. If you picked anything other than this, you were trying to be cute and trying to flex your boxing knowledge. Yeah, you're going to say, I found this obscure fight that was yeah. it was way more wild. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, not as many people watch this. I, I don't give a fuck. It's heavyweights. Yeah. yeah. Do, we, do we need to do the fanfare? Okay, so here are our candidates. We got Charl- Charlo versus Castaño. That was an undisputed bout. Um, fought to a draw. I think if if the, if the scorecards weren't so weird, people would have had less issue with it. All that aside, excellent fight. Um, Fulton Figueroa, excellent fight. Nonstop action. Um, it was lacking a little drama for me, um, but still one of the best fights of the year. Um, Cambosis Lopez, all the drama in the world. Um, excellent fight. Upset. Uh, superstar fighting. Had everything you're looking for. But the winner, clearly. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, three. Heavyweight fucking action, five knockdowns, a finish. Uh, you were certain of the outcome. The trilogy. And yeah, like, it, it just, it, it was perfect. Like, Fury, at the end of the third round, you're like, oh, it's fucking over. Fury's going to finish Wilder. He's done. Wilder drops Fury twice in the fourth round. And you're like, oh, fuck, what, what the hell's going on? And then, like you said, the excellent knockout to finish it. Just heavyweights. It was fucking heavyweight pandemonium one of the best drama going into it and a ton of personal feelings going into it and still a bunch of drama afters it was all great i'm like if you have a fight that's a roller coaster ride that's what you're looking for highs and lows highs and lows as far as for yourself excitement and terror that your fighter is going to lose it was just exciting as fuck and unexpected as fuck and eventful and yeah i don't know yeah it just yeah it it was just the best fight of the year. It was my favorite like sporting event of the year. It was just it was the best thing to happen all year. Okay, on to the next uh, cringiest next walkout. <laughs> cringiest walkout of the year. Um, this this was created. This category, this award was created in the aims of giving it to one person based off yep. one thing. So Christian, if you want to go ahead and yeah. announce it. Yeah, the the winner is Tyson Fury his trilogy with Deontay Wilder. The fucking it's all about the one dude that was out in the, the front. Gypsy the, guy. the fucking three hundred dancer dude. God, yeah. it was just creepy and weird, and I fucking hated it. And I just was just like, ugh, the whole time. Yeah. I was just just had a feeling of ugh the whole yeah. time in me. It was cringe. Yeah. It was cringe. I've liked like I've liked Tyson's other gimmicky ones that were cool. But like that one just made me feel weird. Yeah, and like the cheap, enough. like the costume looks so cheap. It didn't even look like did. high quality. The Spartan shit. It just like I don't know, dude. It was cringe. Yeah. Like not the cringe isn't necessarily bad. It was just the cringiest walk out of the year. Yeah, fair enough. Um, with that, we'll we'll move into best walk out of the year. Uh, 
to start off that list uh, as a candidate, we have Tyson Fury versus Tyson Fury. Just based on the fact that it's like it was just so memorable. Um, yeah. Having a memorable walkout is like I think it's uh, it's it's half of the appeal of having a good walkout. So Tyson Fury's on that list. Sean Porter, what amounted to be his uh, final fight, uh, was an excellent knockout. He walked out with rap or walkout. He walked out with Rap City. But it started out with that like kind of weird fucking dancing thing. Maybe um, I'm biased towards it because I was there for the fight, so it just like had a little extra funk on it. But the whole dancing thing, and then the music stopped, and then Rhapsody came out and walked out with him, and kind of the lights died down. Uh, it just like kind of all the focus was on uh, on Sean Porter, and they had that WWE wrestler do the introductions and everything. So his walkout was excellent. Terrence Crawford's was too there, but we're gonna say Sean Porter is the candidate there. Um, and we got Canelo versus Yildirim. Canelo's walkout in Miami. Miami, just like the fanfare of Miami, uh, the just the, the the entertainment value of that walkout. Uh, the musical artist along with them, just a ton of a ton of just fanfare and action and uh, like Latin flair and Hispanic pride. It was it was a really cool yeah. really cool moment. Um, Anytime that Canelo fights in a place with a Latino community that is prevalent it's yeah. a good walkout it's fucking right. lit and you know he hadn't fought in miami he's fought in texas and like we we've experienced that miami just like had this little extra flair to it yeah um but honestly i think it kind of goes without saying what the best yeah. walkout of the year is so just real quick drum roll Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. Paul versus Tyron Woodley. Woodley. Easy, it's not even easy. close. We don't even need to talk about it. Next category. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So the um, best fight kid of the year. <laughs> yeah. We've been teasing this all year. We've been talking about it. We've been wondering about it. We've been wondering. We've been we've been doing research. Hypothesizing. We've got all these different criteria to determine. My manuscript just got released on it yeah. for my doctorate well, in fight kits of the year. Right. So what, what could what could be considered for a fight kid of the year? Um, we'll start off with Caleb Plant versus Canelo Alvarez. He lost the fight. Still an excellent fight kid. Just mm-hmm. nice and basic. Some frills, not too many frills. Gloves, shorts, shoes, all matched. Um, clean grant gloves always go a long way. Yep. Cool Nike. Yeah, it just it was it was a clean look. Uh, he looked good all fight week. Um, so you gotta consider Caleb Plant. Surprisingly, Canelo doesn't make this list at all. And I think that might be an oversight because of how good his kit was against um, Saunders, but we're gonna ignore that. Oh goddamn it! You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. He wouldn't win. Yeah. Also, yeah. Won. There's some. By the way, there's something you said about it, God. If you got a, if you got fucking sick gloves, sick shorts, and your shoes don't match, you're not in it. All you're right. In it. You're not in it. It's got to match. Yeah. That's a big part. You better yep. fucking match. And it better be like good matching too. Can't be like all red or like yeah. all black. All right. No. Have a little fucking style. Okay. But it can be all black if you are Connor Ben versus Adrian Granados because the font on his shorts was like this kind of like, it was almost like Raiders, like silver. And he's got the Gladiator shorts on and it's all black, black and silver. And it just looked fucking sick. So, uh, Connor Ben, Adrian Granados, fight kid of the year. It's got to be considered. We also got yeah. Jamal Charlo versus Juan Montiel. Um, in Houston on Juneteenth, 
he wore the fucking Houston Rocket themed uh, kit, and it was super fucking sick. It was badass. Um, yeah, the Houston like the the pinstripes um, with the old school Houston Rockets um, colors. Like that's a that's a good that's a good look. Um, and uh, we've got a new way versus Desmineris. Desmineris. Um, I, th- I I thought this was Inoue's best kit ever, Christian. I know that you're like super into Inoue's kit. It was it was his best fight kit of the year. I I thought it was his best fight kit ever. You disagree? Yeah, his best fight ever. His best fight kit ever is uh um. God damn it! Now I'm gonna fucking forget his name. I hate my life. Um, uh, Donaire. It's versus Donaire. That's his best fight kit. I pr- I promise you. Look at it right now. It was so yeah, cool. Look at it. <laughs> That's super sick. I I agree with myself though. That's a cool you fight kit though. I still think it was um the one against this year. Ah, really? One. Yeah. But that one's badass. That one's badass. That's fair. I, I just love his are so fucking. They look like so like royal, like Japanese yeah. imperial royal. They're just like they. they there's something different about them that I like, haven't seen before. Like the certain designs and cuts yeah. and patterns. They're just they're not like standard by any means. The Mizuno shoes, the winning gloves. Mm-hmm. It's like he's just like represents Japan so well with his gear, with everything. Like you can tell it really means something to him. Um, and that, this one in particular to me, the like sequins as the base of it, and then that like the frill look on the uh, trim of it. Oh, man, it was so good. Um, but let's announce our final candidate and what will be our winner uh, after this drum roll, Christian. Mario Barrios versus Javante Tank Davis. So um, this this like includes what he was wearing. Okay, this is like big. You got like big time lineage cultural roots put into his uh, fit from his like Aztec um, lineage. You had all these Aztec designs, feathers, everything like that. And then you had a local cultural touch to it. Uh, representing the um, now it's not their current, but the old yeah, school, the old school. Uh, colorways of the San Antonio Spurs clashed together. The dude walked out with this fucking sick ass. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to call it, but the fucking yeah, the yeah. thing that the Aztecs wore around their chest and shoulders and back yeah. with the feathers like coming off it, the colors. Yeah. I, yeah, I fucking love colors. I love a bunch of color. Um, it all, matched. As the it all made sense. Yes. Like it yeah. all made sense. It matched. It was clean. It wasn't like, it wasn't like the cleanest look because of the feathers. You know, it wasn't like, yeah. if you know what I mean, I don't know if people know what that means, but like it was clean enough and had enough going on for it with everything put into it, all the right. colors. Yeah. The design, it was just fucking awesome. It was dope. Yeah. I, those, those grant gloves with the old school San Antonio Spurs accent. Those are the, the best black. gloves of the year. Easy too. Easy. And I think they're like literally my favorite gloves of all time at this point. Like they're, they were unbelievable. When I saw that on the grant Instagram, I was like, this dude's about to have a fucking crazy, crazy kit. The, the only thing I sometimes like more is, um, uh, sometimes I really like triple G's gloves. Triple G, I and sometimes, I, and I also always really like, um, Kel Brooks gloves, the red and gold, the red and gold. Red and gold. Looks it so looks good. so fucking good. So good. He's got the metallic red and gold on his gloves with the Grant gloves. So yeah. clean. So yeah. Uh, real quickly on the glove topic, um, Andre Ward versus Kovalev two red glove with like the red Chicago look was fucking insane too. I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for Grant gloves. Let's see. 
All right. Our, our next one, we honestly don't need to discuss too much. It is our Not last really, no. one, which is stupid. That was bad um, planning by me. Bad production. Um, that should have been next. That should have been before best fight kid of the year. So You're right. Whatever. For that. <laughs> uh, worst fight kid of the year. We've got three and at the same time, two um, candidates. So in the Castaño versus Charlo fight, um, both of their kits fucking sucked. They're just, it was like yep. the opposite of Mario Barrios in that it, a, a bunch was going on and it, it looked bad and there was no matching and there's way too many fucking colors. Um, and it, yeah, just like too much going on and there was no kind of like base that made it work in the way that um, Barrios did. And it just like was aesthetically not appealing. It looked like shit. Um, kind of on like, uh, the flip side of that was Devin Haney versus um, Giorgio Diaz in that it was just like so bland and oh, Devin God, Haney yeah. always has clean God. kits and his his kit against Linares was really solid and it, it was basic but it, it looked good and the, the Haney versus Diaz one it was just like weird and there was like clashing um, fabrics and man it just it did not look good it did not look good at all yeah, let me look. Yeah, I fucking hate it. Yeah, I just wanted to remind myself how much I hated it. God, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dark green, dark green and black with just black gloves. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> it did not look good. God. The winner of, of worst fight of the year, though, is going to go to. Brian Castaño against Jermel Charlo. It's pretty shitty. <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's a shitty way to end our award show. But that. that well, it's not the end of our, our award, award show. show. It's the end of our award show. This next section is a different segment. Um, yeah, but I guess. Yeah. We, we thank you all for tuning in to the 2021 Swing Round uh, Award Show Spectacular. Spectacular. Um, yeah, baby. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Big Thank stuff, you. dude. God damn. But wait, there is more. You're right. The there is segment, more. Our first inaugural pound for pound list at year end yep. and at year beginning. Unintentionally almost identical to CBS's rank. <laughs> yeah, we, we noticed that afterwards. Um, the order is slightly different, but very similar. And all yep. the fighters are the same? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yes. Do you want to start from 10 and go down? Yeah. No. Do we feel good about this? Do we feel good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We feel good. We feel good. We feel good. Let's, we let's want to, start we want to practice everyone that we don't really fucking know, I guess, to the end of it. It's so goddamn hard. We know one for sure. Yeah, we know one and for so sure. And then everything else is hard as fuck. Yeah. So let's start with 10, which I already kind of disagree with. Uh, Christian and I disagree with 10 and 9. So yep. number 10, we've got Shakur Stevenson. Uh, Shakur. Yeah, number 10. Shakur. Um, let's, let's just announce number 9 right now, and then we'll have a little discussion. Yeah. We'll number call. 9, Javante Tank Davis. Now, why is that? It's because I think Tank would beat Shakur. <laughs> That's and, the only reason. I conceded, based on our conversation for two and three, um, 
But I think Shakur beats Tank at this point. And I just think I think Shakur is going to be the guy in those lower weight classes. And um, it's very reasonable to have Tank ahead of Shakur, though. But I think Shakur would win. So I think Shakur yep. should be nine. Maybe. I don't but know. He's not Maybe. nine on our list. He's ten on our list. I don't fucking list. know. Well, we could just put, like, we could just, like, have him tied for nine, yeah. ten. Nine. Yeah. I don't know. I don't goddamn nine. know. Two, Maybe. Two, I think Tank would beat him. I think she can beat him, but that's that's like the basis of our conversation there, and we don't know, so there's there's nothing else. Yeah, we really there. don't know. Yeah, eight's uh, better. No, eight's number easier. eight. Yeah, number eight. Loma. That's the wrong thing. Loma. Loma. This one was hard too, because like yeah. I I brought up like sometimes I don't really know what a pound for pound list means to me, but I think what it means, what we kind of decided on is if everyone was the same exact goddamn statistics like physically wise physicality wise who's gonna win who have they beat who have they beaten recently we're not looking at losses fucking five years ago or anything yeah. and weight and classes like yeah Loma's just like when he wins he's perfect when he mm-hmm. loses it's close as fuck and you, yeah. know, you just kind of see that he just calculated how things would go differently and i think he's got a really good fucking shot to beat lopez in a rematch mm-hmm. um yeah, it's tough because you can be like, well, why isn't Lopez on this list? He beat Loma, but Lopez and, is not. I don't know. What we discussed a little bit too is it, it may it, w- it may have been it, it would have been different had Lopez not lost Cambosis. Not just lost, yeah, yeah. But so that's Cambosis isn't on because yeah, he had the biggest one in his life and like the performance of the year. But now he's got to prove it, prove it. Yeah, we all know that you got to defend your belt, like you do. You got to defend yeah. your belts before you you're do. the real champ. You do. Um, which brings us to number seven. And I think, I think five through seven could be discussed to, to be moved in some way. But number seven is Earl Spence Jr. Uh, applause. Yeah. yeah. Was good as Earl. fuck. Yeah. At 147. Elite at, in one division. He would be higher on this list, I think, if, if he is showcased more. Um, in more divisions, but he's beaten the elite at 147, done so yep. exceptionally well, and yeah, he's he's a top pound for pound guy. Number yeah, six, and we're and we're picking uh, we're picking someone above him in the future because he's finishing the same fighters in a better fashion sooner, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, so if anyone's curious why he's not higher, it's because there's someone <laughs> that he should fight one day that is just doing it a little better. <laughs> And has done it for longer in more uh, divisions. Number six, we have Josh Taylor now undisputed at 140. Um, wins over yeah. Regis Progre and Jose Ramirez kind of cements that for me um, in the way that he beat Ramirez. And just being undisputed is, is huge for me personally. So Josh Taylor, number six. Number five, the, the heavyweight champion of the world. Although another heavyweight champion is going to be rated uh, above him, but the, the the true consensus heavyweight champion of the world, I think in most people's opinion, is Tyson Fury. Uh, yep. Top five in that he wields his skills in multiple areas like exceptionally well. He knocks guys out now, um, in a way that he didn't earlier in his career. Um, he boxes beautifully. He's a huge. He's a big man with great footwork, and he's just an yep. exceptional fighter all around. And I think that we'll find is that when he fights and beats Usyk, he'll 
I think he'll bounce up to top three. I really do, in my eyes. Yeah, it, I, to me, it depends on how that fight goes because pound for pound, you're supposed to consider if all things were equal, and I think Fury's going to win that based on his size in large part. So it's I think a, even it's, I think it's still even boxing skill. If that if that is the case, then I clearly I will clearly put him up. I just think he'll use his frame and his power to beat him, but we'll yeah. see. Number four, the man that we both think will lose to number five, Oleksandr yes. Usyk. <laughs> um, the reason he is at number four above Fury is that he was undisputed at cruiserweight, and he is now a unified heavyweight champion. So um, he's he's not as he's not as big as the heavyweights that he's beating, um, but he's still beating them. And I think that says a lot about your pound for pound uh, skill on on the list where you're considering what would everyone be if, if all things were equal. So that's why Usyk is higher um, than Fury for me. Number three, Christian. Uh, number three, we got my boy, one of my favorite fighters. Uh, we got Naoya Inouye. Um, the dude just dices and slices every goddamn person in sight. You can't find a top 10 punchers list without him at number one, like That's always right. even above Deontay Wilder because the power of this, this, this dude has the fucking elasticity and snap that he has in his In a bunch fascia. of different punches too. It's not just so, the yeah. right hand like Wilder. No, it's just like I, this dude, if this dude was a heavyweight, people would be dying from his punches yes, like dead die. ass. Um, <laughs> he generates power from such he doesn't need a big fucking swing out. It's like from right here. And it's just like, he, he has something that it really, it's got nothing to do with muscle. It like literally comes down to structure and muscle fascia and all this other shit that you can't even train. And, and then, and then we get rid of that. We even look at his skill, his footwork, his defense, his reaction is some of the best I've, I see in boxing right now. Even yeah. um, you can look at some performances against people like <clears throat> Donaire who at the time you'd be like, wow, I can't believe like that was an awesome fucking fight, but how did he struggle that much against Donaire? Well, Donaire's on a goddamn resurgence yeah. right now. Yeah. And it means, it means even more now than it did then. It does. Um, yeah. He's number three. He's just, there's, there's no one in his division that can touch him. There's no one really, he, I want him to jump up and I want to see what he can do. Um, and so yeah. If he like kills Donaire in the rematch, then he has a, genuine shot at the top two positions um yep. but number two number two and number three was a discussion um we have terence crawford um crawford gets the edge in the in the victory over sean porter because he's got he names was, yeah he's got names and he, he's got titles in divisions he was undisputed at 140 uh he won a title at 135 um being undisputed is huge for me i think on pound for pound because it tells you that you're unequivocally the best in your division and then having that amassed with championships at other divisions legitimate championships um and and, and knockout victories over legitimate opponents like sean porter um kind of cements him at number two but uh, kind of for that all that same criteria is why number one is so easy in 2021 and going into 2022 and i think like, like we kind of said, I think it's going to get easier and easier, and he's going to further kind of differentiate himself as the best of this generation, if not more. Um, and that's Canelo Alvarez, clearly. Yep, it's not even close. We don't really need to talk about it. We've talked about it many times. Very he's, easy. He's like defining pound for pound. He's going to other yeah. weight and classes and beating that. <laughs> yep. And I guess yeah. 
there's something I want to say really quick. I guess to me, I've been, I'm thinking about this all the whole god of time we talk about it, what pound for pound means to me. To me, it doesn't mean same specifications of like arm length and height and stuff. It means same weight class to me. That's what it means yeah. to me. Because like your body type defines how you box a lot of the times. So then yeah. it would just like, would a boxer who's normally in heavyweight who's 6'3 and 245 be as good when he's 6'9 with 85 inch arms? I don't, does that make sense? Like, no, I, 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 I struggle with I that. I agree. I just like the, it would be proportionate to the weight class. So, like, yeah. Usyk is a natural cruiserweight. So, if like all things were equal with Fury, yes, he wouldn't have like as long as of arms. Um, yeah. But he would be like the same weight class, truly. Like, because being a 6'2 cruiserweight is not the same as being a 6'9 heavyweight. Like, no, that's true. But, but, but he's I, in heavyweight. I, I know. I guess but, that's like what I'm saying. It's like he's yeah. in heavyweight. But he's not a and heavyweight. He he's fighting at heavyweight, but he's not a heavyweight. Like Crawford started at 135 and is now fighting. Like I just think more credit should be given to those guys who have moved up in weight classes. Heavyweights, heavyweights like kind of a different situation because like – I guess what, I would like to know – Six nine Fury's going to move down. Like no. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm relatively happy with our list. Some people I want to flip flop. I don't know. Some people I'm not like super sure of. the the two that the two that are hardest for me is Tank Shakur and Usyk Fury. I I want to yeah. flip flop those ones like back and forth in my head all the time. Yeah. And even like even like where Loma is, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really fucking sure. Yeah. Number one's easy, and the rest aren't. No. Yeah. Even yeah. two and three aren't that hard. They're not the worst. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everything after three gets pretty hard for me. The top three is easy to me, like whatever order you want to put two and three, but the top three is easy. Yeah. Top three is relatively easy. Everything else is hard to me. Yeah. So no one get pissed at our list. We did our best. <laughs> yeah. And if we, we could have still been discussing it like right now, if we never yeah, we really started could've. this episode, but that concludes our year end 2021 year end episode in 2022. Yeah, Start oh sharing. God. do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. 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 What was that? Was that boy? Boing, 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 boing. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Ooh, yeah, a little sexual harassment. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just finish on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, that's really long and winded out. Yeah. <laughs> that one was, that yeah, one was something. Yeah. Way too long. Swing around. Get a word from our final sponsors. We got a Brew Doctor Kombucha. It's organic. Okay. Nice. Um, I love this the product. I use it every day. <laughs> Thank you, Brew Doctor. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Goodbye.